This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to my favorite murder, the mini sewed of a lifetime, of, a, of the hour, <laughs> of the lifetime, of your dreams, of your nightmares. Um, this is the one where you email us uh, your hometown murders, your creepy stories, things in walls, fascinating grandparents, whatever you need to tell us that you know we'll like, and mm-hmm. we read it on the uh, air. Yep, on on air, live on the air, live on the air. No I actually yeah. have a very important corrections corner that I know we don't do that on minisodes, but I'm going to do it on this one, and then I'm going to do it on our Thursday show. <laughs> Is it about a guy named Johnny? It's a guy about a guy named Jimmy Summers. <laughs> Jimmy, <laughs> it's about a conversation George and I were having oh, about my. pedophiles in England, God. and uh, <laughs> because it was was off of that and georgia said what's the name of that guy and of course i always want to be the person that knows the name of the guy and i'm always so impressed with how you know every name so i mean it was like yes moving on yeah we did it and um jimmy somerville the name that i named is the lead singer uh or the singer from the communards and the bronski beat an amazing musician and performer and a, a lovely person according to all the tweets i've been getting oh, about the mistake so, i made so and how awesome he is which actually there's a really good video of jimmy somerville he walks by as a busker is singing his song and he stops and sings along with the guy oh my God. and somebody sent it to us i've seen it on the internet we'll put it on the um twitter Great. page jimmy savile was the horrifying pedophile um that <laughs> bbc dude <laughs> yes weird oh. uh presenter that was a super creep so so sweet one, baby angel by all accounts jimmy somerville one billion apologies <laughs> Not to jimmy pedoph- somerville <laughs> Please stop repeating that I said that. And don't ever tell him. <laughs> oh my God. This will be repeated on the on the main episode. I, Hilarious. It's just not fair. <laughs> There's no fact check. I was so right in that moment. Oh, I was, I so was right. like, oh, you're so good at this. Yes. Uh, Moving on. There was t- there's a vill in there. It sounded right to me. There were both S's, Vills, and Jimmy's. What do you want? That's as close as it's gonna get on this Come podcast. On. Hey, let me read your story. Please Let's change do. the subject. Good good idea. <laughs> okay, this is called Wait, I can't tell you what it's called, but I think you'll like it. Okay. Greetings, MFM crew. Great. My name is Addison, and I'm 13 years old. Uh-oh, Addison. <laughs> Bad girl. Uh, <laughs> and proud member of the fan cult. You guys have made my long car rides to soccer tournaments oh. and flying driving to see family so much easier. My mom got me hooked on you on you guys, and now you're the only podcast I listen to. Addison. We're, we're popular with the kids. <laughs> we're popular. Oh. 
with the what generation is that? Called? I think it's generation fuck now, <laughs> isn't it? Um, you brought my mom and I closer than ever. So thank you. <laughs> Yes. The estrangement from being 12 to being 13. It is actually the worst time oh, with your mom. Are you kidding me? I fucking hated my mom. Junior high. Addison, we're so with you in your junior high life. Uh, uh, we know how it feels. The hormones. Addison, you don't even know that it's not even your fault. It's please know it's not your fault. It gets better. You're gorgeous. Uh, I live in Lethbridge, a somewhat small town in southern Alberta. I live in a modern suburban neighborhood with a lot of playgrounds. I know a child's dream. Uh Oh, Addison Sassy. <laughs> when I was around nine years old, when she was a kid, my sister and I were playing on one of the playgrounds. All of a sudden, two girls came up to us and asked if we wanted to play grounders with them. My sister and I said, yes, that must be a Canadian thing. Sure. Uh, and we had a great time. Later that day, we found out that they lived right across the street. My sister didn't like them, but I did. <laughs> and I would go over to their house regularly. The first time I went to their house, I was told that I wasn't allowed in the basement, but being a nine-year-old, I just brushed it off. The parents of the two kids were pretty sketchy, but again, being a stupid nine-year-old, I just brushed it off. After having, after hanging out with these girls for a while, we stopped hanging out until they got three kittens. <laughs> I get it. Now thinking back on it, uh, it was kind of rude only hanging out with them because they had kittens, but hey, who wouldn't? That's right. Later that week, I was stupid and said something to hint to them that I was only hanging out with them to play with the kittens. The older sister got really mad and we stopped hanging out. About two years later, I was home alone and saw blue and red lights outside my window. The police being a crime obsessed 11 year old. I was too scared to go ask what was happening. So I just quietly sat and watched from my room. (laughs) Later, uh, I saw the mom and dad come out of the house in handcuffs. (gasps) Curious of what happened, I went to my neighborhood group chat and asked what happened. No one knew. Later on the city news, uh, all was revealed why they had been so sketchy and why I wasn't allowed in the basement. And this is all caps. They had a goddamn meth lab in the basement. (laughs) I was kind of shocked. Anyway, stay sexy. And if people say you're not allowed in the basement, get the hell out of there, Addison. Yeah, Addison, that's right. Addison, you're smart. You're smart beyond your 13 years (laughs) and my 13 years at that age, too. Jesus Christ. (laughs) We need to, Addison, tell your mom we need to talk to her really quick. Okay, um, I'm not going to read you the subject line of this. It's a, okay, the subject line was a meth lab across the street. Right, was yeah. the subject line. Yeah. Okay, so hey, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and associated furry friends. Uh, when I was a naive college student in Los Angeles back in the 90s, hey, my roomies and I won the lottery to move to off-campus housing for our junior year. I was particularly excited because I got to move in by myself over the summer because I had an internship in the university publications office. Feeling very grown up and independent, Uh I settled in and selected the bedroom that didn't share a wall with the neighbor. Smart. He was in his 20s, didn't go to my school, enjoyed loud music, and seemed to sleep in the day and be up late at night. Sometimes people left packages at his doorstep, and it wasn't UPS. He was always friendly, though, and told me to let him know if his music ever bothered me. My roommates moved in just before school started and immediately started griping about all the music volume. Just tell him to move his stereo. He's a nice guy, I said. All three stared at me like I was insane. I'm not talking to him. He's a drug dealer. My roommate Tessie said... Oh, my roommate Tessie said, well, Tessie could be pretty snap judgment dish. So I rolled my eyes and asked him to turn down the music myself. He was very nice and understanding. and We had no other problem until a few weeks later. One night I was working on a, a late deadline in the student publications office when I got a phone call from Tessie, who sounded seriously irritated. But it was something else that caught my attention. What are all those male voices? I asked curiously. Oh, that would be the SWAT team, <laughs> Tessie 
he said. You know that nice neighbor? Well, he had over 400 guns in his apartment. He's an arms dealer. Oh, my God. <laughs> I didn't think the timing was right to point out that I was right about the fact that he wasn't a drug dealer. <laughs> um, my blood still runs cold when I consider that I had been there all summer by myself while my neighbor was merrily, merrily arming the neighborhood. Oh, my God. Stay sexy and be suspicious of accommodating neighbors who keep strange hours. Barbara. What? The arms dealer is the last thing I would have thought. Yeah. That seems like real risky to just keep guns in your house. 400 400 guns. Those don't like, you know, they're not compact. Well, maybe, I don't know. I don't. I mean, yeah, that's, it's, it's, he's really rolling the dice there. Yeah. And it didn't work out. It turns out it didn't. Turns out. Turns out crime does not pay (laughs) for long. Um, Okay. I'm not going to read you the name of this one. <laughs> right. Ready? Okay. Hello, Karen, Georgia, Stephen, and pets. This is a story about the length my grandparents went for their growing family. My grandparents lived in the same house since they had gotten married in the early 50s. It started out as a two-bedroom house, which was fine for them and my dad. That was until my grandmother became pregnant with my aunt. My grandfather didn't know what to do since they lived off his salary as a construction worker. In comes his older brother, who worked in the local train yard and suggested that they steal from a lumber shipment that had just come in the day before. <laughs> sure. That's a great idea. His older brother worked at night, worked at night shift and my grandfather quote, borrowed a flatbed truck from the job site. Along with his baby brother to help, the older brother opened the gate to the train yard in the late hours of the night. They loaded the truck with as much lumber as they could and then drove off without being seen. Ooh. They split the loot three ways. The older brother used it to uh, burn. The baby brother built a patio. And this sounds like a fairy tale. And my grandfather built a three-bedroom addition along with a rec room. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, this apparently happened before the 60s, and none of my aunts and uncles knew about it until after my grandfather had his stroke and his filter went away. Oh. <laughs> he spilled the beans in 2016, and my grandmother confirmed it, saying, I never thought he would let that one slip. <laughs> We were all impressed with how long they kept that secret. He said that he was so worried about getting caught that he built the addition really quickly. That's why the ceilings in the upstairs bedrooms were so low. The ceiling fan would hit me in the head and why some of the steps on the stairs were higher than others. Unfortunately, my grandpa- my grandmother passed away in September of last year, and my grandfather followed before Christmas. They were both wonderful people whose ill-gotten addition allowed them to grow their family and also become foster parents. Oh, they gave back. That's right. Uh, my girlfriend and I love your show, and I hope to see you live if you ever come to Ottawa or Montreal, SSCGM, Dennis. Amazing. Love it. That actually reminds me of a story. Um, my friend Mick, who was from the East End of London, mm-hmm. his father was a tiger worker mm-hmm. and he got a job um retiling a bathroom in the in the buckingham palace <gasps> and so they were in there doing it and every day that he would go in and work he would take like 20 tiles of his own yeah, I think you've told and me then this. he he retiled their bathroom in their oh apartment and on the east end God. so they had they they had one bathroom they called the royal bathroom because it was shit. it was the exact same tile as the bathroom in the palace that's that's amazing don't tell anybody that we don't want to we don't want to bust those people yeah. unless that if that's traceable but that is my favorite fucking story because it's that's like so good. they're the ones there putting in the elbow grease totally should, i mean and the mechanism is like what is it going to be a couple they don't give a tiles? single shit please Come steal on. shit it's fine except for arms guns <laughs> arm gun dealers guns. Uh, okay 
There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code SPACE80. Goodbye. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, and June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman, on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens, and don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the detective club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out, you never know which character might be a villain. 
Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Goodbye. Okay. Again, let's just not read subject line Great. this time. Georgia, Karen, Stephen, and four-legged friends. I was listening a few uh, to a few minisodes that mentioned a serial masturbator and something about Venice. <laughs> no, that's Swiss cheese. Um, I freaked out when I realized that I finally had something to send you guys. In May of 2017, I was traveling through Europe alone at the ripe age of 20. Unfortunately, I hadn't found the MFM podcast yet, uh, which may have helped me be less of a dumbass in situations like these. Uh Anywho, I was I took a weekend trip to Venice and spent two days getting lost in the streets and eating a sickening amount of pasta. Uh That's my dream. Uh, It was one of the most magical places I'd ever visited. My train was scheduled to depart at 1 p.m. So I made my way to that side of the city early so I didn't have to rush. I found this cute little park and felt like I was living my best life Uh eating biscotti and reading a book on a bench in Venice. That sounds amazing. At 20. And don't forget you're 20. You're 20. Best time of your life. I took off my glasses, which I need if I want to see more than two feet in front of my face. Uh, I felt pretty safe because there, because there were families walking d- their dogs and other people sitting on benches in the park. As I'm sitting peacefully reading and minding my own damn business, I hear a rustling in the bushes. I figured it was some kind of rodent or birds or whatever, and I didn't bother putting on my glasses. But then I realized that the sound wasn't stopping and it was very consistent. Uh, I got an uneasy feeling and proceeded to put my glasses back on. Mistake. <laughs> Maybe 20 feet in front of me I see a man standing near a tree staring at me in the eyes and furiously masturbating naturally I freaked out and threw all my stuff in my backpack backpack and ran the fuck out of there you guys are the first people I've ever told this story because I think my friends would find it more horrifying than entertaining oh my god (laughs) I don't get freaked out very easily so I just brushed it off in the moment thinking back on it now I really hope that dude didn't scare some little girl who's just trying to have a good time in the park I don't know what else I could have done in the moment because my Italian is not good enough (laughs) to have that kind of discussion with the police well when in Rome I guess thanks for making this dope podcast maybe I'll be ready the next time some old dude is being an asshole in public stay sexy and don't let old venetian men use your use your for sexual gratification oh, caroline oh the, the i didn't eye looking the in the eye directly in the eye but also that he was old oh god i didn't really pick up on that until the uh, very end yeah that's not good an old creepy masturbator uh, he's probably looking at her being like that looks like the best he's masturbating over the best day that she's having <laughs> he's so jealous that she gets to be 20 oh my god you're yeah you're your high class lifestyle is giving me a boner oh, that I have to what take a care creep. of. All right, I have one more. Addison, I hope you didn't hear that part. God damn it. Addison. Addison. Okay, I'm not going to read you the name of this one. Hello, ladies, cats, dogs, and Steven. Uh, your recent episode about the boys on the tracks reminded me of when I was eight years old and found myself in the middle of a drug drop zone. I thought you'd want to hear about it. Yes. It was 1979 and me, my mom, stepdad, and cat were living on a sailboat. Um, that wow. sounds amazing. Okay. Everyone's a cat with a boat. So much glamour on this minisode. Seriously. My stepdad was a boat builder and quite the seafarer. So, so much so that we sailed our boat from Miami to the Bahamas. Wow. One day we were sailing from one island to another, just enjoying the sun and crystal clear water, when boom, we felt something hit the boat. You know what's really weird is I'm literally 
listening to a book that is that the it is about this is like the topic. Wait, let me see what the book is real quick so people can read it. Okay, it's uh, something in the water by Catherine Stedman when they find something while they're like boating, and it's similar. Amazing. Sorry. Go on. <laughs> no, I'm reading. Okay. Fell suddenly hit the boat. Knowing there was no rocks or other boats in sight, we couldn't imagine what it was. My stepdad leaned over the side of the hull and grabbed onto the huge wooden crate that was bobbing along in the water. Ooh. He pried the top off and the crate was full of weed. What? My stepdad estimated that was probably worth $25,000. Uh, my parents argued back and forth over whether to keep it or not. <laughs> my stepdad claiming that we could be set. And my mom's stating that someone will come looking for that. Mm -hmm. At eight years old, I had no idea what weed was. But judging by my parents' reaction, I assumed we had just won the lottery. I began <laughs> fantasizing about all the Barbies uh, and candy I would buy. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd want to buy, too. That's right. Uh, my mom won the argument. And my stepdad let go of the crate and grumbled. We'll never have that. Op and we'll never have another opportunity like that again in our lifetime. He barely <laughs> got the words out before, boom, another crate of weed hit our boat. <gasps> again, <the> <laughs> <laughs> again, the arguing ensued, and again, my mother won. I don't. That would be so hard to turn down, right? I don't know though, because that is she, the mother's right. You're yeah. you're inviting either you're going to get yeah. put in jail because they they think the drug drop drug drop was for your boat, right? Or there's going to be drug dealers who well, are like they didn't know it was a drug drop. Hold on, I should finish this. Okay. <laughs> About ten minutes later, a speedboat came racing towards us from one of the islands. My parents thought for sure that it was the owner of the weed and that we were about to be in deep shit. Luckily, it was a sweet native man who warned us that we were in the middle of a drug zone <laughs> or a drop zone and get the hell out of there because the drug runners were watching us with binoculars from the nearest island. Yes. <gasps> Apparently, planes would drop the crates and current, and the current would move them between the islands. We think that man pulled our sail down put the engines into high gear and hauled ass out of there yes stay sexy and keep out of drop zones can't wait to see you in san francisco linda that's think oh yeah you know what that's the thing to think of is what if you're being watched yeah what if you're being watched by the worst case scenario person that could be watching well, you all i can think of now when i hear of someone finding shit like that like and the thing is when you're finding drugs it's different because then you have to sell them to make any money and it's like you know yeah. how much you don't do that but there's then, all kinds of ways to get fucked up from in this book something in the water they find something else and it's all i can think about is like remember in the movie um uh where that he finds the the movie with josh Jimmy brolin <laughs> josh brolin he finds no a bunch of money thank you and there's like a tracker in the money of course there's a tracker yes that's all I can think. Of course there's a tracker. Yeah, of course there's someone watching from another island. Yeah, when it's like that much. Yeah. It's not like you found a suitcase of pot. You found a crate of totally. pot. Totally. Two. Yeah. Two. Oh, thank it, God the mom two. is smart. Okay. Right? Thank God for moms. Okay, here's our last one. Okay. Um, I th I'm going to save this subject line for you because you're going to like this one a okay. lot. Okay, okay, okay. I'm so excited. Dear Georgia, Karen, Stephen, and Pets. Longtime listener, first time writer in her. Now that you guys um, are just reading anything cool... <laughs> I thought I'd share this fun fact about Stephen King and a prison here in Maine. I'm a law student in my first year of school here in Maine, and I've lived for uh, where I've lived for eight years. Stephen King grew up in Durham, the town next to my town, although he now has a residence up in Bangor. Uh, it's said that the town influenced... Um, the settings for The Body, a.k.a. Stand By Me, and It. And yeah, the influence is pretty obvious to those who've been there. Being a third-year law student is... Um, 
oh, part of being a thir- third year law student is that you can get sworn into practice law if you have a supervising attorney who will let you practice under their bar number. I was lucky enough to land a job at our school's coveted legal aid clinic. And for the past few months, I've been making weekly trips to the local prison to assist prisoners with legal needs. The prison has operated since 1919 wow. and houses around 700 prisoners. I have to wait for the guards to buzz me through about five gates on my journey through the sally port and the yard, which always makes me feel exposed and uneasy until I get to my destination, the prison library. The prison library is a protected, quiet place that I can meet with my prisoner clients. It has its own real librarian, not a prisoner, walls of new magazines, and enough rows of books to read resemble a shabbier, slightly more grim, independent hipster bookstore. And when you walk in, there's an unassuming plaque posted about waist high that declares the library to be a gift of Stephen and Tabitha King. Cell phones are not allowed in prisons under penalty of death or I'd send you a photo. (laughs) Startled, I asked my supervising attorney about the plaque. A white-haired old-timer who knows everyone and everything, my supervisor told me that King donated the library because he wanted prisoners to practice literacy, not be bored, hello prison, and since the prison setting in Shawshank Redemption netted him so much, (gasps) he wanted to give back to Maine prisons. The old Maine prison, which actually influenced King for Shawshank, closed in 2002. I uh, I tried to find out more information on the internet about his motivations for the gift but only found silence the kings do operate a foundation that awards grants for libraries around the state however i could not find any mention um the prison in their many proud press releases of grants to colleges local libraries medical centers etc it seems that the prison library is a little easter egg that king planted known only to those who pass inside the prison walls thanks for the podcast i wish i could share more stories with you and boy oh boy do i have some but confidentiality privilege and professional ethics prevent me from doing so keep up the great work and i hope someday that you do a show up here in maine jamie lynn oh my god isn't that the fucking greatest that's amazing steven and tabitha king yes and on the heels of that we we should say this a bunch of people have been recommending this podcast i don't think we've talked about it um there's a new podcast called ear hustle and it is um produced and hosted by um uh guys that are in san quentin and <gasps> i it's didn't know this amazing it's amazing i listened to it, um a couple days ago and it's just stories about guys that are in there and the hosts are really interesting and funny and some it's some obviously some of it's really sad and really upsetting but it's called ear hustle you have to listen to it Holy it's like shit. it's a very um i really i think it's very fascinating the way like prison reform and stuff like all these things are coming up yeah. culturally right now that are so important and it's it's such a great idea i have a feeling phoebe judge ha- judge has something to do with i was this gonna podcast. say that sounds not unlike a, fee- a, a criminal i style. think it's it might be from radiotopia okay. i could be wrong but i think it is and it's just so good and the stories are so fascinating sure. and some of them are heartbreaking and you you should listen to it ear hustle that's a good way to make to make the like prisoners who aren't there for you know violent offenses have kind of a we see them as humans instead of just prisoners that's exactly right and also the people who are there that should not be there at all right oh my like God. we all everybody likes to think you know 
You're they in the right like to, place. It, it's yeah. easy to to just generalize and then kind of put it out of your mind. Yeah. And I think it's very humanizing and it's important and cool. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That's great. Yeah. Um, and we love Stephen King. How badass is that? He is an angel baby. And On so top of the fact that he wrote all of Cujo blackout drunk. That's right. Which is the most amazing. That's one of uh, Jesse Pop's jokes. Yes, is that that's right. Said, it's in his uh, Jesse Pop, our friend who's a comedian, has an album of comedy and it has a joke about Stephen King writing Cujo blackout drunk. Yep. And the only thing that Jesse's ever done when he's blackout drunk is wake up next to a tub of vegan pasta salad <laughs> from the bodega that he must have bought when he was blackout drunk. <laughs> um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so go, yeah, email us at my favorite murder at Gmail. Email us your, your weird blackout drunk stories. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. And, um, um, or sad. Or sad. And stay sexy. And don't get murdered. Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie? Hey, Elvis, you want a cookie? Wow. <laughs>